0: Welcome to CoinStack, our podcast and newsletter on Bitcoin, Ethereum, Polkadot, DeFi, blockchain, Web 3.0, and the future of money. Let's get started. CoinStack is sponsored by HeartRhythm, the crypto quant fund focused on global and social transformation. For three years now, their crypto trading strategies have generated exceptional returns without a single down month by using a combination of algorithmic trading, margin lending, DeFi yield farming, and hedged liquidity pools. HeartRhythm is now hiring to scale up their team, which is currently based in San Francisco, Boulder, and Chicago, but it's a remote first team, so you can live anywhere. They're hiring smart contract developers, quant engineers, data scientists, and a COO and CFO with hedge fund experience. If you're interested in joining their exceptional team or learning more about their crypto quant fund and social impact focus, visit heartrhythm.com. That's rhythm like algorithm, R-I-T-H-M. Thank you to Heartrhythm for sponsoring this episode of Coinstack.
1: What's going on guys it's thursday october 28th and this is your crypto news recap with the top 10 stories first one up we have sec gets path to regulate stable coins as us weighs new rules wall street's top watchdog won concessions in a debate between u.s regulators over which firm would regulate stable coins clearing a path for the securities and exchange commission to create a clear regulatory environment for the 131 billion dollar market bloomberg first released the article and they went on They went into detail saying that the Treasury Department and other agencies will specify in a highly anticipated report expected to be published this week that the SEC has significant authority over tokens like Tether, said people familiar with the matter. The report also urges Congress to pass legislation specifying coins should be regularly similarly to bank deposits. One of the people said asking not to be named because discussions are private. Language was added to emphasize the SEC's powers after its chair, Gary Gensler, pushed for changes behind closed doors, people said. Recommendations could reinforce the SEC's ability to pursue enforcement actions and policies for cryptocurrencies. The revision has made clear that government will take an active role in regulating stablecoins as it waits for longer term plans to be implemented. For industry executives, Gensler's successful lobbying is likely to come as bad news because they already argue his agency has been overreaching. Early versions of the report called for lawmakers to pass legislation that would, among other things, create a new type of bank charter for companies that issue stablecoins. In recent weeks, Gensler pushed to clarify if the SEC has existing powers to oversee tokens when they're involved in investment transactions, the people said. Any bill faces long odds in a divided Congress and could take years to enact. The report will also reaffirm that the Commodity Futures Trading Commission has a role in overseeing stablecoins. we will be referred to SEC, CFTC, and Trader declined to comment on the report. It is, again, Thursday, October 28th, and I have yet to see that report released, but once that guy drops, you know it's going to be crazy on crypto Twitter because that's what we honestly want more than anything. It is clarity. Next up, we have MasterCard it says any bank or merchant on its network can soon offer crypto services. A little article by CNBC saying that that includes Bitcoin wallets, credit, and debit cards that earn rewards in crypto and enable digital assets to be spent in loyalty programs where airline or hotel points can be converted into Bitcoin. To do so, the Payment Network is partnering with Bact, the crypto firm recently spun off by Intercontinental Exchange, which will be the scenes provider of custodial services for those who sign up, executives at the two firms told CNBC. We want to offer all of our partners the ability to more easily add crypto services to whatever it is they're doing. Sherry Heyman's MasterCard's executive vice president of Digital Partnerships said in an interview. Our partners, be they banks, fintechs or merchants can offer their customers the ability to buy, sell, and hold cryptocurrency Proven integration with the backed platform. The announcement announcement could lead to a significant expansion in the ways regular Americans earn and spend Bitcoin over cryptocurrencies. MasterCard runs one of the dominant global payment networks along with Visa and has a relationship with more than 20,000 financial institutions around the world. There are 2.8 billion MasterCards in use, according to the company. So, this is freaking huge news because it's just once again lowering that barrier of entry for more people to come into Bitcoin. And then, once you have Bitcoin, well, as we all know, that is. That's where it all starts, because then you start wondering, what can I do with this thing besides just getting more airline miles? Uh, this is also pretty huge news. Houston Pension buys crypto, an asset we could not ignore. The Houston's Firefighter Relief and Retirement Fund, which has $5.5 billion in assets, said it has invested 25 million in Bitcoin and Ether through NYDIG, continuing the trend of institutions investing in crypto. Moreover, uh, by Bloomberg Wealth, state and local government pension funds are a powerful force in investing, overseeing more 5.5 trillion in assets, according to the National Association of State Retirement Administrators. While well, as stewards of taxpayers' funds, they've been slow to pile into speculative mania around cryptocurrency, Houston's step is not unprecedented. Two Virginia pension funds that first bought digital assets two years ago have recently said they are planning to expand their investment by another 50 million dollars. With Bitcoin hitting new highs Wednesday and more than doubling since the beginning of the year, some institutional investors are giving crypto another look. This week's rally, which pushed Bitcoin above 66000 was spurred by the optimism at the launch of the first futures exchange-traded fund for the currency in the U.S. would lead to more mainstream acceptance. Singh said he preferred direct tokens rather than taking on risks associated with futures-related investments. And so I quote, we didn't want to get the synthetic exposure, he said. We decided to go directly to the token. As more and more institutional adoptions happen, there will be more and more dynamics that will develop for supply and demand. And having physical assets, actual tokens, give us in the future the possibility of income generation potential. So that is freaking crazy news that we actually have, Like, think about it like this, the most conservative people who have the most amount of money are starting to say that this is something that we cannot ignore. And that's not Bank of America saying that, that is the literal Houston pension fund. So that is huge news. We're going to get so much more coming into this space. So to the moon we go. Number four, we got the UK FCA grants registration to crypto startup Cyberterium. Uh, the FB, FCA has recently registered Cyberterium to provide cryptocurrency services to local citizens and companies, becoming one of the few companies to have passed the UK registration process. Uh, coming from Coin Telegraph, officially announced on Monday but has recently been registered by the FCA. Uh, according to data on the FCA's official website, Cyberterium has been registered to operate in certain crypto asset activities in compliance with the country's anti-money laundering regulations since october 12th the registration officially authorized cryptarium to continue providing crypto wallet services including crypto trading and payment services to practically everybody in the uk the announcement notes the registration is particularly important amid the upcoming brexit measures allowing cryptarium to provide the same level of functionality to uk businesses as in other supported countries According to the announcement, Crypterium's uh, crypto wall application is available in more than 170 countries and has amassed over 400,000 clients since its launch. Next up, we have DFIN DfyN announces new incentivized liquidity program on the Phantom network. While DFin was initially launched on Polygon, DFin was always intended to be a multi-chain AMM. To this end, today they are happy to announce uh, farming on. Their DFIN network node on Phantom following up their pilot launch a few days ago. To celebrate the launch of yield farming on Phantom, uh, they will also be launching a liquidity mining program on all of our newly supported networks. Users can migrate their liquidity and deposit into our liquidity pools after connecting to the Phantom network. Initial pairs eligible for DFIN farming rewards are DFINFTM, FTM, USEC to USCT, RAP Bitcoin to Ether, and DFIN uh, USEC. You'll begin the liquidity mining program uh, with 30000 deep even distributed daily as incentive. The description will go as follows, and you can see that schedule over on the newsletter. Next up, we got WorldCoin wanting to scan your eyeballs. Founder says it's the future of privacy. In order to ensure an equitable distribution of the new cryptocurrency, WorldCoin opted for using biometrics. WorldCoin, a new startup founded by OpenAI CEO Sam Altman. Also, for those who don't know, he he was the CEO of Y Combinator. Theoretical physics student Alex Blanian and former investment associate at Bridgewater Associates Max Novenstern uh, uses iris recognition devices called Orbs to scan people's eyes in exchange for free cryptocurrency. The project claims to be committed to giving WorldCoin to everyone on Earth, but according to official launch report, legal uncertainty in places like the U.S. and China currently prevent the deployment of orbs in these countries. Using biometrics, the more people are that collectively hold and use the same currency, the more useful that currency becomes for each participant. Explaining in the project, noting that true benefits of decentralized collective ownership can't be achieved without widespread global adoption. In order to align the incentives of all participants and allocate the majority of WorldCoin to new users as a reward for joining the network, the project opted for a coordinated distribution design which relies on custom biometric devices called ORPs. Orbs are used to verify the uniqueness of a person through his risk recognition while preserving privacy through zero-knowledge cryptography The project claims. It is core to the mission of WorldCoin that the network is not run by a single entity, but instead by entrepreneurial individuals all around the world who apply to receive an orb to run independent operations in their communities, I read the launch report, clarifying how the so-called orb operations have been given the the I apologize, the autonomy to build their operations from the ground up, including running their own marketing campaigns and collaborating with local partners. The project already onboarded 25 operators, currently running more than 30 devices in 12 countries across Africa, South America, Europe, and Asia. This enabled a project which hopes to hit 1 billion users uh, milestone by 2023 to already amass over 100,000 users globally. So, what do you think about a free cryptocurrency by scanning your eyeball? Uh, I'm not a fan, but maybe I just watched too many sci fi movies. Terra founder Do Kwon filed his lawsuit against the US SEC. The Terraform Labs and Do Quan uh, filed a lawsuit against the US SEC, arguing that the US regulator crossed the line by improperly issuing an out-of-jurisdiction subpoena covered by the good Old Crypto Slate, TFL, and Doquan versus SEC. According to the filing, Terraform Labs and Doquan's lawsuit against the regulator is challenging two subpoenas improperly issued and served by the SEC, and the SEC is fair to keep confidential an investigation to the mirror protocol, all in violation of the due process clause, the SEC rules, and APA. TFL's mirror protocol allows users to mint synthetics, which track price real-world assets such as stocks. The subpoenas were served on Mr. Kwan in public. Mr. Kwan was approached by the process server as he exited an escalator at the main net summit while on his way to make a scheduled presentation that was not about the mirror protocol the suit read. The following, the filing argues that the U.S. regulator acted arbitrarily and capriciously. Since the service in the subpoena was intended to impermissibly secure personal jurisdiction over Mr. Kwan and TFL, In a way that was not legally available to the SEC. Next up, we have Dubai Financial Authority introduces regulatory framework for investment tokens. Reflecting proposals outlined in a consultation paper issued in March, the framework marks the first phase of DFSA's digital assets regime, creating a foundation for a clear regulatory environment in UAE. The story then reads, the announcement more specifically defines investment tokens as a security or derivative in the form of a t- cryptographically secured digital representation of rights and obligations that is issued, transferred and stored store using digital distributed ledger technology or DLT or other similar technology. The above definition of that also confers rights and obligations that are substantially similar in nature to those conferred by a security or derivative or has substantially similar purpose or effect to a security or derivative were also included. The regulations remit. Financial authorities stated that the regulatory framework would apply to anyone interested in marketing, issuing, trading, or holding investment tokens in relation to the Dubai International Financial Center. It also applies to authorized firms seeking to offer financial services related to investment tokens. These services include dealing, advising, and arranging transactions, as well as managing portfolios and investment funds with investment tokens. Next up, we have Near Protocol offering $800 million in grants and bids for DeFi Mindshare. Near Co-founder Ilya Walshkin said the program has already distributed $45 million in funds this year, with a particular focus on early-stage ecosystem building blocks. The story further reads that the high-speed and self-styled climate-neutral chain announced Monday that it has established a fund with major tranches earmarked for a specific purpose, including $250 million in ecosystem grants that will be distributed over four years, a regional fund of $100 million, and $100 million specifically for the startups that are looking to build on top of that protocol. And last up for the week, we have GameStop entering the Metaverse with Web3 Gaming job post. The retailer said it's looking for someone with experience with Ethereum, NFTs, and blockchain-based gaming platforms for its head of Web3 Gaming role. The job post outlines the Metaverse-esque future for the gaming industry, where games are places you'll go, and blockchains will power the commerce beneath. Layer 2 is a companion system designed to help cryptocurrency system handle a larger volume of data, typically with the goal of processing more payments faster. In May, the company created a page-teasing, an in-house NFT marketplace, which the company still appears to be hiring for. All right, your top crypto fundraisers and deals this week. First up, we have the good old Coinless, Crypto unicorn Coinless valued at $1.5 billion following $100 million Series A. The cash injection will help Coinless to scale its business operations, support its community of early adopters, and launched new product offerings the company announced on Tuesday. The fundraiser was co-led by venture funds uh, Accomplice and Agman, with additional participation from Fambushi, DFG, CMT Digital, FBG Capital, and others. Coinless has seen uh, its user base grow by 42 times over the past year, highlighting the massive adoption of cryptocurrency adoption worldwide. The platform is designed to help investors gain access to new token prices, before we listed on major exchanges such as Coinbase or Binance, its biggest source of growth over the past year, it came from Turkey, Venezuela, Russia, Japan, and the United Kingdom. The company currently has 4.5 million users across more than 170 countries. Hong Kong-based fintech Xanpool raises $27 million for its decentralized payments network. Zanpool, a payment infrastructure provider that facilitates faster crypto and fiat settlements, announced uh, over on... October 22nd, BAE had raised $27 million in Series A by Valor Ventures. The round included participation from CMT Digital, Wise Founder and Chairman uh, Taviat Henricus, and existing investors, Gummy Cryptos and Antler. The funding brings samples total raised since it was founded in 2019 to over 32 million. Founder and Chief Executive Officer Jeffrey Liu told, told TechCrunch and the Series A will be used to consolidate Xample's presence across APAC, where it is used in 12 countries. And the goal of growing its user base from 500,000 now to 10 million by the end of 2022. Its users include consumers and businesses that want an alternative traditional payment processor. Xample's software enables a non custodial crypto crypto-to-crypto or C2C. Network that is made up of liquidity providers, including crypto funds, money service operators, and traditional export businesses who have an idle capital sitting in their crypto wallets, e-wallets, or bank accounts. Next up, we have A16Z leading a $7.5 million funding round in NFT toy firm OnChain Studios. OnChain Studios has raised $7.5 million a seed round by A16Z to develop toys. A new fungible NFT platform provides digital toys and gaming. Crypto toys are interactive digital toys, but so consumers can buy, play with, collect, and sell. They will launch soon on Flow, a blockchain designed for NFT collectibles and crypto games. Flow is developed by Dapper Labs, which also participated in the funding round alongside Draper and Associates, CoinFund, Sound Ventures, Collab Currency, and WonderCo. Crypto toys can respond to you in a variety of ways. Variety of ways grow smarter and acquire more skills the longer you interact with them according to their official website. Uh, next up, we have DeFi bug bounty platform ImmuneFi, raising 5.5 million in seed funding. Alicia Capital and Blueprint Force co-led the round with Framework Ventures, Bitscale Capital, IDEO, CoLab, the LAO, BR Capital, and North Island Ventures, all participating among other investors. There's an equity funding round and will help Immune Scales Operations founder and CEO, uh, told the blog earlier that day. Drift Protocol, a Solana-based perpetual swap Dex, raises 3.8 million led by MultiCoin. MultiCoin Capital led the token sale with trading firms alongside it, such as Jump Capital and Elementor Research, joining the round. Their participation highlights market makers' appetite for exposure to Solana's still nascent decentralized exchange scene. Drift focuses on perpetual swaps, for future contracts without an expiry, across all, mark- across all of crypto. The market saw 170 billion dollars in trading volume over the last 24 hours, according to CoinGecko with the lion's share riding atop the Ethereum blockchain. Solana's 7 billion swaps landscape is much less developed and has only a handful of exchanges are participating in even fewer DEXs. Mango Markets, DYDX, and now Drift are competing for traders' dollars. Solana DEX's Sydney Liu, a co-founder of Drift, said that her DEX uses a dynamic automated market maker to keep the needs of Drift's liquidity pool in line with market demands. She claimed Drift is more capital efficient than the automated market makers of today. In practice, what that means is that the market mechanism that worked with Bitcoin was trading 10,000 may no longer be suitable. Who's going to pay 3% for one Bitcoin trade? That's ridiculous, she said. We have a mechanism that essentially re-pegs the core of the virtual AMM. you have the most liquidity, the lowest and back to the Oracle price. Drift is set to launch this month with support for Sol, BTC, EVE, and Solana ecosystem tokens. key stats of the week as well as the top reports from the week that you should not have missed. First up, we have eFutures open interest reaching new highs as prices hit a new all-time high. Uh, you can check out the actual stats over on our newsletter and you'll see that the open interest compared to May versus today are now above about equivalent more or less. So. What does that mean? We are bullish in this guy. Number two, we have Algorand projects raising $1.9 on average, compared to $6.1 for DeFi project in 2021, as does so by Dove Dispatch when they did their due diligence earlier in the week. Cumulative fee burn for ETH reaches $2.7 billion USD over the weekend. We now have 635,000 ETH burnt since EIP59 first launch crypto fund inflows hit a record 1.5 billion as Bitcoin futures ETFs go live number five as of October 25th over 66% of total BTC supply has been held by long-term holders signaling supply check by end of Q4 Bitcoin metrics for producing such a beautiful little chart bankless uh, their latest index call proposal reveals DeFi gems list they are betting will have the highest appreciation so if you actually head on over to the newsletter and follow that source link you'll actually go to index co-ops uh, governance and you'll see the proposal uh their latest attempt at another index fruitness co-op is the d5 growth index which shows a capital allocation of i want to say no more than 10 percent across i'm seeing here around 10 to 15 different coins uh ohm spell dydx perp cvx so long-term make sure this is signaling these are the ethereum dapps that they are betting on to have the highest growth potential and if you keep reading into that proposal you'll see that they'll also do timely every i want to say month or three months or so when they see fit they will change out those tokens to the next token basically will have the highest growth. that's the little set that i am most hyped about because that's basically telling you hey we've already done the due diligence these are the ones you'd be excited for because these are the ones that are going to grow uh, next up, Ethereum on pace to surpass Visa as the largest payment settlement layer by the end of Q4. At the time of writing, Ethereum's market cap was at $472 billion, number 17, under which I have Visa's at $480 and JP Morgan's at $497. Honestly, by the end of Q4, we're just going to skyrocket above those. And last but not least, Total TVL reaches a new all-time high of $245 billion this week with DeFi Llama. Good old DeFi Llama showing us that amazing, nice vertical line. It's all the way up from here. Highlights from the top crypto reports, top five institutional Bitcoin mining holders, Compass Mining, a crypto mining company recently released a report showing a breakdown of institutional investments in public Bitcoin mining companies. Institutions account for over 25% of ownership in Riot, Mara, and CLSK. Most financial institutions, particularly investment management companies, are subject to strict mandates regarding what they are allowed to include in client portfolios. Based on the data below, it is reasonable to assume that these institutions use Bitcoin companies to meet clients' demand for Bitcoin exposure. Moreover, active position of institutional holders in these stocks experienced a net increase over the past year. Institutions are not selling their mining investments, they are adding to their positions. Next up, we have Bitcoin balance on exchanges cease further decline. The team at Arcane Research published their latest weekly report highlighting that the Bitcoin balance on exchange continues to fall to a three-year low. And so I read, uh, the balance on exchanges has declined to 2.4 million Bitcoin, making a new three-year low after falling 27,500 Bitcoin in the last seven days. Excuse me, 2.44 million Bitcoin is equal to 12.94% of the security supply. Relative to the circulating supply, the Bitcoin balance on, at exchanges sits at levels not seen since January 2018. This could suggest that the demand to sell is low at the moment, with few investors seeking to move Bitcoin from cold source to exchange. Excuse me. It the exchange in order to realize gains from Bitcoin trading at all-time highs. And last but not least, we have Compound Growing. It's outstanding loans by 101% in Q3. Mazari and enterprise crypto analytics platform. Ryan Watkins, a senior analyst, released Compound's Quarter three financial report detailing compound's growth compared to the previous quarter. In Q3, USCC became Compound's largest market by loans outstanding and was the single largest driver to loan growth in the quarter, increasing 101% from 1.1 billion to 2.4 billion. This far outpaced deposit growth in the quarter, driving utilization up from 50 to 85% by the end of the quarter. This caused interest rates in the USCC market to rise substantially from 2.7 at the beginning of the quarter to 7.6 at the end of the quarter. And that is it for the week, guys. It has been a crazy week. Some of my top, some of my favorite stories, honestly, are MasterCard uh, getting in on those crypto. I mean, honestly, I would rather crypto than any kind of credit card rewards. So excited about that. Excited about all the institutional data coming out. We are bullish. We're going to have a strong Q4. Guys,
0: until next week, I'll see you then. Peace. CoinStack is sponsored by HeartRhythm. HeartRhythm is an algorithmic crypto quant fund with assets under management in the top 10% of crypto funds. For three years now, their crypto strategies have generated exceptional returns without a single down month by using a combination of algorithmic trading, margin lending, DeFi yield farming and market neutral hedged liquidity pools. Their strategies have never had a down month going back to 2018 through both bear and bull markets. On the team, they have a cognitive science PhD, world-class engineers and quants from Google, Airbnb, and Citadel, and an operations team from top venture funds. HeartRhythm is on track to put 50% of their performance fees into social impact projects as part of building a crypto quant fund that does good in the world and brings millions of dollars per year into social impact grants. They're building a brilliant regenerative engine for social transformation that turns code into money and money into good while generating exceptional returns. And now HeartRhythm is scaling up their team. They're hiring smart contract developers, quant engineers, data scientists, and a CFO and COO with hedge fund experience. If you're interested in joining their exceptional team or learning more about becoming part of their crypto quant fund, visit heartrhythm.com. That's Rhythm like Algorithm, R-I-T-H-M. 100% heart and 100% algorithms. That's HeartRhythm. Thank you to Heart Rhythm for sponsoring CoinStack.